What's up, New York? You're listening to the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. Hey guys, this next segment is brought to you by the Blackhawk Group. Blackhawk Group offers an unparalleled customer support service combined with top-level classroom installations and equipment servicing. They have years' worth of experience in this field, experience that is unmatched by competitors anywhere. Learn more about Blackhawk Group at www.blackhawkgroupllc.net. Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of the Empire Second Server Network Podcast. I am Pete, we have Evan here, we also have my dog if you're watching, and on today's show we're going to be discussing how the Green New Deal gets swept in the Senate, and not to AOC's liking, how nothing short of democratic corruption bailed Justice Smollett out of prison after having his record erased at, despite 16 felony counts, and lastly how the DREAM Act here in New York was held up due to overly broad language. So before we get into any of that, first of all, if you're new to the podcast welcome the empire second server network podcast is for new york-based conservatives who are sick and tired of how the state is being run you're also tired of being neglected by local and state politicians and also being ostracized by friends family and co-workers for thinking differently than they do about politics and life in general so evan yesterday breaking news end of the morning early afternoon from chicago and that jesse smollett will not face any jail time he will not even be tried for this instead all he had to do was paid $10,000 of bail and do a couple of hours at Jesse Jackson's charity, which is essentially a disservice to humanity. But uh, do you want me to read the article first or do you want to give your initial take on that first? Oh, well, first of all, this is absolutely ridiculous. Um, the, essentially what happened was the state prosecutor took this from them and then someone made a phone call, I'm not saying it's Barack Obama or Michelle Obama or Kamala Harris, all of whom are friends with Chelsea Smollett and also friends with the prosecutor. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they declined to prosecute. Um, they are giving a different story. They are saying that putting him in jail would serve no purpose. They think that by having him, you know, pay by forfeiting the $10,000 and by doing community service, that justice will be served, which is absolutely. And people talk about a double standard as black. And it's not true. The real double standard is people with fame and money and people without. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it doesn't make any sense because the Chicago Police Department, which, by the way, if you want to talk about some cases where there was actual issue with how the police treated minorities, it is the Chicago Police Department. But they did their due diligence on this and they came to the conclusion that this was a giant hoax. Remember, the series of events that took place, allegedly. So during a polar vortex in Chicago, Jesse Smollett at 2 a.m. decided to go out and get a sandwich. He then claimed that... In Chicago at 2 a.m. Chicago, in a polar vortex where it's like 60 below zero, or that's what it, it could felt be, like outside. It could be 90 degrees out. I'm not going out at 2 a.m. in Chicago. I know, seriously. But anyway, he claims he went out, he went to Subway, got a sandwich, and then... He got jumped by two MAGA hat wearing Trump supporters, which if in Chicago percent of Chicagoans voted for Hillary Clinton in the last presidential election. And you know that being paid a hundred grand an episode on the show Empire, he's really living in the worst part of Chicago. He has to be, right? So anyway, according to his series of events, he gets beaten up by these two guys. He then just he has a broken rib, he has a noose around his neck, they apparently poured bleach on him, and then he walks back up calmly past a doorman to go back to his condo or apartment, wherever the hell he lives in the building that he lives in. And he eats a Subway sandwich for 40 minutes before deciding to call his attorney, before deciding to call the police, 
when the police arrive and they're trying to file a police report and investigate the issue, they ask him, can we have your phone so we can see your call log, so we can try and verify the accounts? Because in this country, un, you know, unlike what the Democrats want, due process is a thing. And if this had actually occurred, this is a terrible hate crime. But he refused to give over his phone due to invasion of privacy, his words, not mine, and they got it anyway. They got a redacted form of his call log, and they still found out who we called, which was these two Nigerian brothers who lived next door who were apparently his personal trainers and had, like, really, really small roles on the shows like Empire. And it turns out that prior to this incident, there was a, uh, what was it, an envelope with uh, white powder, which was like talcum powder sent in where they thought it might have been uh, anthrax to the Empire set. And then a week later, this happens. And apparently he had paid each of these guys, what was it, eight grand a piece to beat him up a little bit, to break a rib and to make it look like something happened. But in actuality, nothing happened. He was worried about getting written off the show. He was trying to negotiate his contract. And he thought that this would propel him. But the police did their due diligence. And it turns out that he's full of crap. And 16 felony counts is nothing to sneeze at, by the way. Hate crime hoaxes are bad, just like things like Christine Blassie Ford doing during the Kavanaugh hearings is bad, because then people really start to question, huh, if he lied about this race hoax, what about the next person who cries foul? Maybe what if they're telling the truth, but because people are so desensitized, because people are making stuff up now, they're not going to believe it. It sets a terrible precedent. And you know that it's bad when Rahm Emanuel, the mayor of Chicago, is the person going off about this, throwing him under the bus, backing the Chicago PD. Rahm Emanuel, someone who nobody, I know nobody who's watching or listening to this would agree with almost anything he's done as mayor, anything he did when he was Obama's chief of staff. But he's right on this. The Chicago Police Department was right on this. And somehow, some way, he gets off paying $10,000 of bail, so 10% of one episode salary, and he does two hours of community service, and he doesn't even get tried. This is a disgrace. I, I don't even know what else to do. No, it's absolutely disgusting. And they, they came out and said that they are not dropping the charges because they think he's innocent or not guilty in right. legal terms. Um, Justice Smollett is now again saying that he's innocent and that he did nothing and that he was a victim. Um, remember originally when this came out, we had Cory Booker getting up on his, you know, soapbox, Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, all of them coming out and say this is a modern day lynching. Mm -hmm. Complete nonsense. Absolutely. Oh, I want to know when the Democrats are going to stop with the false narratives. Every single thing that has come out in the last two years has been proven actually longer because we go all the way back to Michael Brown. And we go back to hands up, don't shoot, which was also a lie. So what the left does is they push false narratives to push their agenda. They instill fear and hate into their base by telling them that the other side are a bunch of evil, racist, homophobic, transphobic. We're going to pick up. You know, I'm sure there'll be a new one tomorrow because we're just making stuff up as we go along now. And they push these false scenarios, but they have said that they are not dropping these because they think he's innocent. They are dropping it because they believe there's no benefit to putting him into prison, which means that someone made a phone call. And I'm telling, I said it before and I'll say it again. It was either one of the Obamas or it was Kamala Harris. And now everyone is backtracking. They all backtracked originally when the when Chicago PD arrested him and when he was indicted by a grand jury, showing that there was enough evidence to prove that he perpetrated these crimes. 
He perpetrated the hoax and he should be prosecuted. But they are, they are saying they are dropping it because it will be a miscarriage of justice to put him in prison. He forfeits the bond. Listen, if I was innocent and they said, oh, you know, we'll, you'll forfeit your, uh, your $10,000 bond and you'll do community service. I'd be like, no, no, I'm innocent. Yeah. I was a victim here. Why on earth, like, why I have to forfeit my money? That doesn't even make any sense. So it's all nonsense, bullshit, political posturing by the left. They're another false narrative that they're going to push that their base will eat up like goddamn devil's food cake. It is absolutely horrific. I know intelligent people who are Democrats. How can you still stand by your party and stand by liberalism when all they do is push these false narratives? Russian collusion, false. The whole Jussie Smollett being lynched, false. Hands up, don't shoot, false. Trayvon Martin, Trayvon Martin being pitched as this innocent kid who did nothing wrong, false. All these things have been proven to be lies. How many lies are you going to stand beside before you stand up and realize that you're being manipulated? It is infuriating Mm -hmm. to say the least yeah and you know one more point on this before we move on uh is that they they talk about white privilege a lot they talk about the one percent being privileged and whites being privileged when there's this is nothing short according to pretty sound uh witness accounts and people involved in situation people who have investigated the situation that Prior to this going to trial, before they, they settled on the bail and the community service and, and him not doing any jail time for 16 felony counts reporting a fake hate crime, uh, it, it, apparently his parents were worried, obviously so, that he was going to go to prison. So, apparent, so like you said, they had either one of the Obamas or they had Kamala Harris or somebody call the prosecutor and work out a deal. And they went along with it. And this isn't anything new in that area, but they talk about white privilege, which is something that he even talked about in a statement yesterday when he was, when he was quote unquote, um, let off. He, he said that I'm going to continue to stand up for racial and social justice and all this BS. By lying and making shit up is absolutely ridiculous. This guy's a joke. He couldn't even make it into Mighty Ducks 2. They had him in the first movie. He had no lines and they cut him from the second movie. He can't do anything right. This guy is constantly being fired from jobs. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely nuts. And, you know, it, and it just goes to show you, too, the Empire writers and cast are, you know, tweeting and posting on social media about how, you know, we're going back to work on Wednesday. Like, nothing ever happened. Like, come on. This guy is a criminal. This guy is hurting your cause. If you really believe that, that blacks and minorities in this country are in a worse position than they were uh, during Jim Crow, the civil rights era, and, and even leading up to that, then you're smoking something that I would love to find out about because that's absolutely ridiculous. And the fact that this actually hurts their narrative because he had to make this up. He had to resort to paying other black guys and foreign guys at that to beat him up and completely undid his own story. And then to flip flop and say that he would, you know, he's under a lot of pressure and all this bull crap. And I was saying, I stand by everything because he, you know, essentially got off. It's nuts. I mean, and it just goes to show they're full of crap and it only applies to people that don't meet their narrative, that don't fall in line with the beliefs and values that they hold. And unfortunately, they're just wrong. And and he's pushing another another false narrative because not to really get too far off track, but black people minorities are better off now than they were under Obama. Oh, yeah. Unemployment is at an all time low. Tell me how that is not mean that you are in a better situation than you were during the most divisive and horrible president that we have had since Jimmy, since Jimmy Carter or 
even Franklin Roosevelt. Barack Obama was a garbage president. He did nothing for black people at all. He did nothing. Their employment was so much higher under Obama. Donald Trump has, regardless of what you think of him as a person, he has done an amazing job as our president to get this country back on its feet. Once again, I do not agree with every single tactic that he does. I do not agree with Anyone every single does. policy that he's implemented. I do not agree with him on Second Amendment issues. But he has done an absolutely amazing job getting this country back on its feet, getting people back to work, getting our GDP back up. He is doing an amazing job. 100% If you are listening to this and you trust anything that we are saying, you should be voting for Donald Trump in 2020. Yeah, I mean, none of the people that the Democrats are running – First of all, they're all jokes. They're all frauds. They've all been caught in scandals and lies, and they're all grandstanding. You know, for the most part, outside of Bernie Sanders, who's the only one who's actually stood true to his principles, which I guess you give him some respect for that, but his principles are so outrageous and so bad, not just for the country, but if you look throughout history at what has transpired when socialism and, and expanded government has risen in countries, at least totalitarian regimes, that go through holocausts and kill millions and millions of their own citizens. So clearly, he's not in the right either. But they don't have a legitimate candidate. They're going to get trampled. And I went over this on my solo show yesterday, how economists, usually the economy is the key indicator to a president being reelected. Because of how well the economy is done and how it's actually met his expectations portrayed to the public, they project he's going to win probably about 54% of the vote as it stands today. And that the only way he loses is if the country goes into such a depression between now and November of 2020 that uh, the government, that even if it goes into a recession between now and then, it's still going to have improved significantly enough where he's still probably going to get re-election. And you look at what these other people are running on, they're going to try and play the moral superiority game. Meanwhile, Kamala Harris sucked her way to the top. Elizabeth Warren lied her way into uh, a professorship position and a law school Cory Booker, Spartacus, they're all jokes. They're all absolute jokes. They have no chance, especially if one of them gets nominated and goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with him during the debates leading up to the election, he's going to wipe his ass with them because nothing they can say about him is, is going to be surprising to anyone because we knew what we were electing when we elected him. Meanwhile, there's a lot of stuff that a lot of people don't know about them that will come to light if they make it that far. So I'm very excited to see what happens. Um, all right, so let's move on to the Green New Deal, failing miserably in the Senate. So you heard prior to the vote leading up to this, AOC and some of her other Democratic colleagues who championed this bill saying that this is just a political posturing tactic, and maybe it was. But at the same time, it went to show, and Mitch McConnell, who called the vote, was right. He wanted to see which Democratic candidates, which Democratic senators and representatives would actually stand up and back something that they said publicly they would. And it turned out to be a colossal fail. So according to Ryan Saavedra at the Daily Wire, and obviously you can read about this anywhere, the final vote, 57 nothing, with 43 Democrats voting present, meaning they were present when the vote was being cast, but they wouldn't cast a yes or a no. And they casted a no, obviously, they're out of favor with the new caucus in the Democratic Party with this radical socialist ideology. But if they voted yes, then it's clear to the American public who is nuts and who will be knocked out next time that they're up for re-election. So Evan, what are your thoughts on that? I thought that was absolutely great political posturing by Mitch McConnell and it proved a point. It proved that nobody with sound mind on either part of the aisle could vote for this. 
Yeah, no, this is absolutely amazing. This is probably the greatest thing. This is almost this is almost as awesome as the no collusion. So the fact that we got over the weekend we got the no collusion, and then the fact that we got this fifty-seven to zero. Zero. Not one Democrat would put a yes vote in the Senate on onto the Green New Deal. Mm-hmm. So if you AOC no. Yeah, no. Essentially they're voting no. But and it's if if AOC and the new you know the new fresh faces of the Democratic Party don't see that they are out of favor with these present votes as opposed to yes or no votes, then they are even dumber than we thought they were because all they've been doing is posturing. Oh, we need to discuss this. Well, Mr. Congo goes, well, let's vote on it. No, no, we don't need to vote on it. We need to talk about it more. What do you mean you want to talk about it? It's this is something there. you propose, so let's vote on it. Then they go, no, no, we don't want to vote. We want to, We just want to talk about it so that we can win the court of public opinion but not actually do anything, which is exactly what Democrats do. So it's straight out of the Democrat playbook. It's let's talk about guns control. Let's talk about health care. Let's talk about saving the country. But we're not actually going to do anything. So let's talk about the Green New Deal, but we don't want to vote on it. When they vote on it, guess who didn't vote? The Democrats. They yep. basically they said, we're here, but we're not going to vote. The Republicans went, get that crap out of here. Because it's absurd. And, and I haven't even looked at AOC's reaction to this yet. She's a complete idiot. This just shows that she has no real support in the Democratic Party. Maybe in the House because she has you know her little cronies in the House. But she has no support from the Senate. And the big difference that people forget is that in the House, it's, your, it's kind of your local representative in Washington. So each person has their district. So if, let's say a bunch of people in Long Island City and the Bronx liked Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, they would, they would elect her. But if people in the rest of the state don't like her and the state senator goes, the rest of the state hates this chick, I'm not going to vote for her nonsense because no one wants it. She has no support. Yeah. So that's really what it comes down to, is that she has no support in the Senate because she really has no support around the country. It's a pipe dream. It is absolutely absurd. And the fact that it was 57 nothing, I yeah. audibly started laughing out loud in my car this morning when I read it. I was, I was like, this, is going, this has been the best week so far mm-hmm. in a long time in terms of politics. Yeah, I mean, Andrew Clavin on his show keeps playing that winning montage where during one of Trump's campaigns, he's like, we're going to win so much that we're going to get tired of winning. And I mean, that's exactly what happened. Oh, hello. But um, yeah, so, so uh, to that point too, her reaction was typical. It was angry. And she said, look, people are dying because of this. And she mentioned uh, Flint, Michigan, the lead in the water, right? People are dying because of that. A, Obama did nothing when that happened. Nothing. There was no Zero. President, president for eight years did nothing for Flint, Michigan. A. B. Their state led their state representatives in Flint. Guess what party they were for? They were the Democrats, Democrats. of course, so, which is exactly the same party that ran down Detroit, Michigan, the biggest city in Michigan. So it just goes to show when these people are in power and we're seeing it here in our state, it just messes things up. And she used them as an example. She said people are dying. People have contaminated water. They look at what's happening in Nebraska with the flooding and all these other things. And yes, that all sucks and it's all messed up. But there have been terrible weather events throughout the years. It's always happened. And there was a funny article from NASA, of all things, the other day about an iceberg. I think it was in Greenland. It was and, growing, yeah. They said it was, yeah, it was bad. Receding and receding and receding, and uh, it's going to break off and destroy everything. And now it's growing again. And they wouldn't even concede that it's real. That that's a good thing. They said, no, this is a temporary thing. It's going to start receding again, and maybe it will. But notice how, too, when it comes to climate, we're going to have 
oh, shit, I forget his name. We're going to have a guy from a, cli- from a climate change pack on, on Friday to discuss this in more detail in terms of science. But if you notice, they were talking about global warming a year or two ago. That's no longer a thing. Now it's climate change. That's the buzzword. They keep it going back and forth between those two things because when it doesn't appear to be warming at a higher rate than it was previously, then they change to climate change. When it seems like it's warming again, they go back to global warming. And they just use these emotional triggering buzzwords. I hate that word. But they use those buzzwords to try and illustrate how important this is. Now we're all going to die in 12 years. Beta Will Rourke got on that train recently too. They keep and- changing the timeline. Yeah, they keep changing the timeline. Everyone bases this nonsense off the out of Al Gore, who has basically said we should already be dead by now. Yeah. And then it's first it was what was it 2006, then it was 2012, then it's 2016. Then you know it's 12 years from now. It is all nonsense. It is fear mongering, and that's what the Democrats do best. And people fall for it. People fall for this load of nonsense. Listen, I will be the first person to tell you. I despise almost every single politician in Washington. I do not trust one person who holds public office in Washington right now, except for Donald Trump. He's the only person I trust because he's not a career politician. He's a career businessman. He gave up his billionaire, cushy billionaire lifestyle to be harassed and accused of being a traitor and accused of being a Russian spy and accused of being a racist and a bigot when he has a history of awards from the NAACP, a history of empowering women in his own company. It's all false narrative. And he gave that up to try to help this country because he believed that he was the one who knew how to do it. Everyone else, I can, I, there's, you know, there's always that little kind of thing but stopping me from trusting maybe Dan Crenshaw. I trust Dan Crenshaw. Rand Paul. I can, look, I can look him right in the eye and just be like, you know, this yes. yes, right in the eye. But the Democrats are at a whole nother level and their thing is absolute power. And that is the most, that for everyone in the country, that should be horrifying. And then the worst part is they tell you that it's Trump who wants absolute power when really it's them. They keep doing this. They're pointing the finger and they should, someone needs to hold a mirror up to their goddamn face because they should be pointing at themselves. Every single time they accuse somebody of something, it's something that they are doing. Hillary Clinton sold uranium to Russia, was in bed with Putin. Not literally because she's disgusting and I don't think even Putin would bang that. I mean, Bill only hit it once. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but lucky. The, every single time, it is something that they are doing and they are accusing someone else. It's like if your girlfriend starts accusing you of cheating and you know you're not cheating, you better start watching where she's going. Because mm-hmm. that is how people operate. This is what they do. They keep calling people racist. And then they go, every white person is a racist. That's a racist statement. Then they go... Uh, and then if you look, I've been talking to Kalik Rodriguez because we're trying to get him back on the show and he's been doing a lot of stuff. And if you ask him, he'll tell you the people who call him the worst names, they're not Republicans. They're liberals. They're these people who claim to be there to help black people. And they call him an Uncle Tom and they call him other names. I'm not going to repeat because this is a family show. God, no. You cursed maybe. like five God, times before. It this. should be a family show. You should be educating your kids. But the point is that it's all a false narrative, everything they push and people buy into it. So listen, if you have liberal friends, don't go up to them and be like, oh, you're a racist because you think conservatives are racist. No, 
tell them, hey, you're buying into this false narrative that's not true and tell them to open their eyes, put them on, you know, point them towards our show, point them towards Instagram, towards things like the black conservative movement, can't turning point USA with Candace Owens, um, Rob Smith and all these other, uh, Anna Paulina, all, you know, people, people who are minorities, who are conservatives, who are woken up to the nonsense that's going on in this country. So it's, it really all comes back to the false narratives that are constantly pushed by liberals to force their own agenda. It's disgustingly Machiavellian and it is, it cannot be accepted. We have to call this out when we see it. Yeah. And I mean, that's our mission here, right? Is we gotta, we gotta take the state back. We need to call out Cuomo. We need to call out our senators down in Washington, Schumer and Gillibrand, because they are huge grandstanders and they flip flop on literally everything. Gillibrand somehow outmanaged to do, to do more in that regard than Schumer. And she's been in politics for like a quarter of the time. It's ridiculous. And Schumer's such a local, scumbag. She is. And you look at your local representatives for your district and your county and look what they're doing. The DREAM Act, which we're going to get into in a second. The Reproductive Health Act, which we had John Speed on for yesterday. Um, the SAFE Act, too. We had Steve Falano on last week. And luckily, there are parts of this state, there are counties, and even Western New York, for the most part, will not enforce the SAFE Act. We are trying to make a comeback, and we can. If we can take back the state, that is a huge help. It's not just a help to the president. It's a help to everyone here who doesn't want to leave, who shouldn't be forced to leave. Because, and I, talk, and I say this all the time, you can leave right now. You can go down to Florida or Texas where there's no state income tax and local taxes are a lot lower. But all in all, at the end of the day, guess what's going to happen? For every one of you leaving, there's going to be a liberal leaving. And they're going to bring their voting records with them. And it's going to be a temporary repeat. You may be okay for a few years. You may be okay for five, ten years. But eventually, there's going to be nowhere left to go in this country if we don't stand up and fight here and in other blue states and take it back. So, yeah, you're 100% right. We need to get these schmucks out. And we need to do everything we can. Yeah, the other thing, though, is that conservatism is on the rise. It is on the rise of the younger generation. It is on the rise in the black community. Talk to Corey Lewandowski on Sunday. He gave a speech. He said that if Trump, that tr if Trump got four more percentage points of the black vote, he would have won the popular vote by an insane amount. I forgot what the exact number was, but the fact that he got he got what was it, it was something like six percent more than Mitt Romney got from the black vote, which means that people in the black being not lies of the Democrats. Hey, Peter and I were in the same boat. We grew up in a liberal bubble. We were a liberal for, you know, not for, I wasn't liberal for very long. I, I think I went to college and that was about it. So I guess yeah. I'm like eight, when I started voting at 18 to maybe 19, maybe about a year. And then I became a moderate. And then I really realized that the left was insane. But Peter was a liberal up until what, two years ago, two and a half years right. ago. Yeah. Or summer of 2016. Yeah. So it, it I really it, switched over. People are waking up. It, the liberal, the left is being exposed. You do not have to agree with everything that the conservative movement is pushing. You don't have to. Listen, you can be pro-choice and be a conservative. It is possible. Yep. You can be. I know people who are pro-Second Amendment who, are, who call themselves liberals. Mm -hmm. You can be on both sides of an issue. You do not have to be a liberal just because you supported gay marriage. Guess what? Gay people can get married in the entire country. You don't have to be a liberal just to support gay marriage. It's really, it's really, I've heard people say this to me recently. It's a really stupid thing. You could be pro-choice. You could be very pro-gay. The log cabin Republicans or gay Republican group. Mm -hmm. You do not have to be a liberal just because you support 
abortion or gay causes. That's not the way it works. If you love this country and you want the government to keep their hands out of your pockets and you don't want us to go the way of Venezuela and other socialist countries, then you need to start voting for people who have your best interest in mind. Stop thinking of, oh my God, if I elect a conservative, we're going to lose the right to abortion. That's not the way it works. Mm-hmm. Too many people are sticking with the liberal agenda because they want to conserve abortion. They are fighting so hard to conserve abortion. And I don't want to start an abortion debate, so I'm not going to really get into it. But the whole thing is that if that's your one reason for calling yourself a liberal, you need to take a look in the mirror and really look at what you're doing with your life. Yeah. You really do. It's, 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 I've said it before, it's infuriating. Yeah. No, yeah, it definitely is. This next segment is brought to you by Items for All Occasions. Items for All Occasions specializes in helping you sync up with what you need for your event's promotional needs. Whether it's announcements, cards, giveaways, invitations, tchotchkes, or video books, they have you covered. Learn more about Items for All Occasions at www.itemsforalloccasions.com. Speaking of infuriating, so the DREAM Act, we know that that went through, but there are now some issues with it. So I'm going to read an article from Times Union, and then we're going to discuss. So the DREAM Act is being held up by overly broad language. Heralded as a boon to undocumented immigrant New Yorkers, the DREAM Act has been on hold for more than two months because of legislative language that would allow foreign nationals attending college on temporary visas to obtain state tuition assistance. The legislation, which bounced around the Capitol for a decade before being passed by the Assembly and Senate in January, was crafted to benefit so-called dreamers, undocumented immigrant students who in many cases have lived most of their lives in America. There are between 6,000 and 8,000 undocumented students in New York's higher education system. The measure's immediate fate has become ensnared in the ongoing budget negotiations with the state legislature and Governor Andrew Cuomo hashing out changes to the eligibility requirements and identifying the $27 million in funding needed to pay for its provisions. The bill has yet to be sent to the governor for a signature. A spokesman for Cuomo, who wants the language rewritten to narrow eligibility for the funds, said officials, quote, hope to resolve these issues soon. Senator Luis Sepulveda, a Bronx Democrat, we love those, who sponsored the legislation is, quote, 100% confident that the outstanding discrepancies will be resolved in the budget process. The expected legislation will be signed after passage of the budget, which is facing a Sunday deadline. While still supporting a broad application of the benefits, Sepulveda is willing to accept the narrow definition that would essentially restrict the program to dreamers for now. So, Evan, it looks like that the main holdup here is that Some of the state senators want there to be a very wide net for dreamers in New York State so that they can receive state assistance to attend college and other academic institutions. While Cuomo, of all people, and I'm sure some of the more moderate Democrats and and the few Republicans left, they're arguing for a very narrow eligibility. Like, if this is going to pass, which it passed by vote, then they got to clean up the language and they have to narrow eligibility requirements so they piss off as few people as possible. So that's what we've come to in the state, where that's what's holding up a budget, which is growing by the year. And I talked about this yesterday, I believe, too, that all we can expect in the near future between the congestion tax pricing, which we'll probably get to later in the week, between uh, they want to potentially do an internet sales tax now in New York State, and all these other ridiculous things. The MTA already raised its rates 4% across the board. I mean, this is what they're fighting over. It's, it's nuts. I don't even know what to say on that. So if you're watching this, you might have seen me get increasingly frustrated as Peter was talking. 
I kept rocking back and forth. I had to put my hood on. I pulled my hat down a little bit lower because the fact that we're even discussing eligibility. I don't want to hear one more time undocumented. Illegal immigrants. That's what they are. If you are here illegally, you are an illegal immigrant. The fact that they're arguing over how broad the language is, they should be receiving nothing. I don't care what the language is. It should be if you are not a citizen of this country, you cannot receive government aid for college. End of discussion. It's absolutely absurd. I don't, I, it's like, I don't even want to talk about it. It's irrelevant. The rest of the, anything else that they want to discuss about this is 100% irrelevant. If you are an illegal immigrant, you should not be getting money from the state in any way. You should not be getting my tax money. You are not a citizen. It's bad enough that we're paying into a giant welfare state. And now for citizens, at least they're citizens as bad as welfare system is at least they are supposed to be we're citizens of this country i use the term citizens very loosely because they're not really participating in america they're sitting on their ass and collecting a check from the government but i digress if you are an illegal immigrant if you are not supposed to be in this country you should be receiving zero taxpayer money end of story yep yeah i 100 agree uh, I, I can't believe that this passed, but this shouldn't be surprising. And, and I guess we can close on this, which is essentially what we close on every episode, is that we were complacent during the 2018 midterms. Maybe not you individually. Obviously, we weren't either. We just started this platform a week or two prior to the election, but obviously that didn't have a significant effect, if any effect. All, a lot of our candidates got slaughtered in the elections, and it's because conservatives don't believe that they can win. I, I saw this yesterday, too. We, we posted something about you know, supporting us. We do a donation email maybe once a month and we post it up in the Facebook group as well. And everyone kept saying, well, we can't take the state back without getting rid of the city and without splitting- That's not true. You can take back every other district outside of New York City. You can, we can take back Queens. Vicky Palladino almost won the seat in Queens. It's a bullshit term. Okay, you might not get the presidential electoral votes, but you could get every other district in the state. New York City, actually, it's, bad, it's probably about Brooklyn, the Bronx, and Manhattan are the only ones you can't, might not be able to get back yet. Every other district in New York State can be flipped, and many of them are already red. It is a bullshit excuse. 100%. I'm sorry that I'm cursing so much, but it is 100% bullshit. Yeah, no, it is. And it's the complacency. 70%, 70% of New Yorkers do not vote. Doesn't matter what, whether you're conservative or liberal, 70% don't vote. And we talked about this from the get-go. You talked about with the SAFE Act. Four million gun owners are in New York State. As of the last time the statistics were kept on this, were publicly available. If all four million got out and voted against Andrew Cuomo and voted against Kirsten Gillibrand and voted against Chuck Schumer and voted against the Democratic officials who are ruining their towns and their municipalities, I wonder what would happen. We'd have a renaissance here. We you don't have to wonder exactly what would happen. We wouldn't have Andrew Cuomo. Yeah. And, and I mean, he, is, he has done nothing good for the state. We lost out on Amazon, which would have been a boon for the city. And, and they probably don't deserve it in all honesty, but it would have been a boon in terms of tax revenue and as well as just for the municipality that they would be living and working in. They would invest in restaurants and in other local businesses, laundromats, things like that, just because they'd have to live there. They'd have to coexist there. 
and morons like AOC who got elected um, completely denounced that deal. Bill de Blasio and Andrew Cuomo did nothing to save it. And now they're talking smack about Amazon because they're butt hurt that they lost out on all that revenue. It's ridiculous. And we need to take the state back. Yes. So guys, if you, if you like our message and if you like the episode, please share it with an Empire State conservative or even a liberal who is not happy with how things are going on that, on that side. Because again, they're getting increasingly radical. They do not like the darlings of the Democratic Party, contrary to what CNN and many of the mainstream news outlets will tell you. Also, we have some awesome new merch in our store. We mentioned the hoodie, which you see Evan wearing right there. He had that hat made up for himself. We don't sell that, but we do sell this hat. These just came in today. The Red New York hat. Red New York here, and on the back, it says ESC. So it's pretty if cool. If you're bald like Peter, it'll help people not realize that you're bald. Yes, and they're flex fit too, so they look legitimate. They're not those crappy snapbacks, which only fit on the heads of people who were pummeled by their parents as a child. But guys, you can do that. Just go to our website, EmpireSecondServeNetwork.com forward slash store. And lastly, if you can donate, it's $5 a month. You will get the wristband. Don't let fear take your freedom, which I have right here. He has it there somewhere underneath all the minutia. And on top of that, you get mailbag access. So Tuesdays and Fridays, Evan and I usually do a show. There's just so much going on that we decide to do one today, even though we're not obviously physically in the same place. But $5 a month, you get access to our guests, and you can help propel the conversation. So our donors will get an email the day of saying, this is who we are having on. We'll give a short bio, and you can ask them whatever you want about whatever you want, and that will guide the conversation. You help us. We help you. You pay $50 for the year. You get the wristband. You get the mailbag access. And you get also the Empire Circuit 7 Network hoodie. Evan is wearing it there. It has our logo right there on the front. Your name and number on the back, like a sports jersey size is small to the 5XL. So no matter how big or small you are, there's a size for you. But guys, thank you for watching or listening. Evan, anything you want to add before we sign off? Yeah, don't forget, we do have, in honor of No Collusion Day, we have a brand new Trump 2020 shirt designed by yours truly in the store. Mine will will be here next week so if you want to wait and i will going to look amazing and then you can order yours it is only 24.99 in the store um i try to make it as affordable for everybody as possible you know all the money is going to go towards electing real conservative candidates we are using these things to build a platform by getting the word out to people that helps get candidates elected so hopefully we will be working with several other people in the future look uh, on our Facebook, on our Instagram to see when that stuff is coming up. A lot of stuff is going to be coming down the pipe, a, a ton in the next two weeks. So really just be ready for it. And as always, don't let fear take your freedom. Hey everyone, it's Evan from Empire State Conservative Network. Please check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Also, check us out on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on YouTube at Empire State Conservative Network, on Instagram at GetRedPilledNY, and on Twitter at Empire State Cons. Also, check out our store at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com store for all current and future merchandise to help melt the snowflakes in your life. And as always, don't let fear take your freedom.